Welcome to another episode of Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and of course, I am joined by Jay. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. My name isn't Nancy. And as always, the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. Hey. Hey, girl, (laughs) hey. That was the best one you've done. Uh, Okay, so, Jay, what have you been up to? Uh, I got a couple new tattoos. Completely unrelated to horror, but I got some. You poser. Uh, always, yeah. Well, I have horror tattoos planned. I just these came first. Yeah. What did you? Uh, yeah. Tell us about the tattoos. Well, I got the Flash logo on my right forearm. Yeah, right above the elbow. I guess that's called the forearm, right? And the Spider-Man logo on my left forearm because those are my favorite Marvel and DC characters, respectively. Sexy. Uh, and Kenneth, what have you been up to? Nothing. Uh, All right. I fucking. Man. I mean, I got a bunch of audio books, and I finished the Damnation game by Clive Barker, which was pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that's been pretty much it. <laughs> I ain't really done a whole lot of nothing other than work. Very nice. I uh, I switched jobs, so that was the big thing for me. But, uh, so I ordered, uh, ginger snaps and, uh, night of the demons during the shout factory sale in October Fuck. and, uh, they never showed up and I'm like, man, shout factory has the slowest shipping I've ever seen. So I decided to look at the tracking number and it somehow got sent to my old address in Florida. And I was like, I made my shout factory account while I lived in Tennessee how does it still have my Florida address? Like they can't figure out where Florida. they got it. I don't know where. It, like, Did Jeff even... get them? Does Jeff still live in your apartment? No, he doesn't. Um, but they, uh, it actually did get shipped back to them. It got returned. Um, so they uh, resent it to me at no charge to me, and was like, "We've got it sent right back to you." And I got them in, and I was just like, "I still don't know how they got that address. Like, it's not in my PayPal anymore. It hasn't been in my PayPal." in like six months i have no idea how any of this happened but it was weird but i got those in but unfortunately i got them in after october so they're no now they're just like november watches um womp, womp, womp. yeah Other than but that, i am curious what kind of special features is on that ginger snaps you know what i honestly haven't even looked i haven't even watched them yet Fuck. i've you fail like i my new job makes me very tired so by the time i get home i'm just like right? i want to go this is sleep. my problem yeah so it's just this job is way more physically demanding and if you if you know me in Fuck real life, you motherfuckers neither one of y'all have to get up at 5 a.m uh, I had to get up at 5 a.m. on Saturday and go buy donuts and coffee to have a stupid ass meeting about shit I already knew. So I have to do it every day. Hey, yeah. hey well, I hey, would Kenneth. because then I'd be off in the afternoon and I'd have more time to watch fucking movies. Nah, I, I, I'm at home with my kid. I can't watch. Yeah, you movies. have a kid. I don't have a kid. I have a bookcase yet. full of movies. Yet you don't have a kid yet. <laughs> we'll see. Burn all the children. Anyway, so uh... <laughs> that's your goddaughter you're talking about there sweetheart oh good point uh so burn all the children except for her Um, there you go okay so 
You two watched uh, Rob Zombie's 31, and I did not, so everyone can talk shit about me this time instead of Kenneth for not seeing Shin Godzilla. It's my fault this time. <laughs> yeah, but see, there was a valid reason why I couldn't see Shin Godzilla, because, you know, there wasn't a theater that was very close to me. You, on the other hand, well, you did have technical difficulties, too. So Here's a valid reason for you. Fuck you, that's why. See, I don't even have to say anymore. Jay's got my back. Anyway, so who who wants to go first in telling us their thoughts on 31? I want to hear. Oh, me too. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, I'll go ahead. Uh, I, I actually really did not like it, and I am a huge Rob Zombie fan, and I thought that this was probably the weakest movie that he's ever made. Even compared to Halloween 2? Yeah. With the fucking unicorn head? Mm-hmm. Jesus. I would watch Halloween 2 because, you know, now I've got both the movies. So I will watch Halloween 2 over 31. I did not like it. Okay, Jay. I was watching it the whole time. Uh, that's pretty harsh. Uh, I didn't feel that badly about it. It wasn't fantastic. It was just kind of mediocre. Uh, some of the action was good. I enjoyed the concept itself. Um, but for a movie called 31, there was not 31 clowns in it. The only reason why it's called like 31 is six of them. October 31st. Are you sure? Yeah, it took place on Halloween. Because they had 31 clowns waiting and then use them. <laughs> Send okay. in the clowns. Well, I was upset. Are we doing spoilers and not doing spoilers? I don't Let's, give a shit. Yeah, I guess I don't care. So, spoilers, warning. Okay, I mean, all right. The Two of the biggest things that irritated me. Number one is there were spots in there that was like shot for shot. Or it was either shot for shot or very, very, very similar to his other movies. Like, to the point of where it it didn't look like his style. It looked like he took spots from other movies and put them, plugged them directly into that. That's what irritated me, number one. And then number two, the, the the little Nazi midget man for fucking 45 minutes, it felt like. Yeah, they should have killed him quick and then got on to some more clowns. I mean, because the only character that I liked in it was Doomhead. Doomhead was cool. Yes, he, him and Andy McDowell were probably the only two with decent acting abilities. Right. Um, I feel like it Make wasn't as love. gross or as gory as I was expecting for something that got an NC-17 rating three times before it got an R rating. I mean, I I want to watch the director's cut if it ever gets released out of curiosity, but I'm like, maybe I'm just desensitized to everything because of, like, extreme gore movies now, but I'm just like, that's tame. <laughs> well, I mean, and I agree with you. It was kind of weak in comparison, you know, so... I'm, I, if I watch the movie again, it will be when Rob Zombie puts out the uh, the director's cut because he said in interviews that you know he knows that when it comes to the gore factor that the that the, that the theatrical release is weak. So he said to wait for the blue. Well, even compared to the first Halloween, it's weak. Right, and, and and so I agree with you. I can't imagine what it would be that would give it. I mean, it would have to be something pretty pretty heinous to be at NC-17 rating, because the only thing that even really comes close would be uh, would be when Dude falls on the chainsaw, and you really don't even see a whole lot of that. 
Right. Like, uh, the Evil Dead remake got an NC-17 before it got an R, and even the theatrical cut of that is gorier than this movie. Right. And also, that movie was fucking fantastic. Yes. Yeah, that's a whole, that's another difference. <laughs> right, but going back to what I was saying, I mean, like, like the very first shot, man, when they're, well, not the very first shot, you know, after Doomhead's little monologue and all the rest of that, when you get to when they're in the van, Right. And, and and you've got uh, Sherry Moon's character, and I can't remember what her, what the character's name is in Thirty One. But when you got I her important. sitting on the, yeah, when you got her sitting on the floor in the van, and then the Jamaican dude sitting behind her, and then the the the, the chicken fucker driving the tr- driving the van. All right, you got all three of them sitting there, man. It reminded me of exactly the tutti fucking fruity scene from The Devil's Reject. Oh, exactly. It looked mm, exactly like yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, guess that's and, true. Yeah, and if you if you go back and watch it, Jay, and you pick through it like that, man, you can find scenes like that completely through the movie, like uh, the scene where um, where you the the big uh, area where uh, uh, McDowell was at and all the rest of that when the when it's showing the people that are running this shit, mm-hmm. that looks just like Lords of Salem. I've, I haven't seen Lords of Salem. But when you watch it, it does. It looks just like it. It looks like the spot where the, uh, where they're in the big ass thing where the devil is. When you watch Lords of Salem, when you watch it, you'll see it, and it looks exactly like it. And then there were other scenes in there that reminded me of Halloween. I mean, it was just that irritated me more than anything. It almost brought me to a point of where I thought that Rob Zombie was mocking all the fans that said we want a movie that's just like The Devil's Rejects and just like <laughs> House of a Thousand. He's like, okay, motherfuckers, I'm going to make a movie that's exactly like those and make y'all pay for it. All right, let me interject real quick, just just because Kenneth just said, when Kenneth was originally telling me his thoughts about this movie, I replied to him that it sounded like this movie is literally someone trying to imitate a Rob Zombie movie and failing, and it just is a coincidence that it was Rob Zombie who made it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's all I had to say. I had nothing that's else. A, that's, and that's okay. You'd you hit the nail right on the head, dude. <laughs> that's the reason why I didn't like it. Anything else uh, to add to that, Jay? Not really. Okay, well, fuck that's, that movie. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, Wait to catch it on Netflix. That's my suggestion to our listeners. So Yeah, ex- exactly. So this week we also had two... Uh, kind of rumors slash confirmations that uh, we might get two big remakes uh, coming soon. The first one being American Werewolf in London and uh, Landis is going to produce it and his son who has done a little bit of stuff is apparently going to direct it. Um, Mm. I don't, I don't, I, I, I had not seen anything his son has done. So I really don't know how to deal with that. I would love more werewolf movies, but at the same time, is there anything like like couldn't we like what is there to remake for this movie? Like it, it's I don't know. They tried a sequel. It didn't work so well. Yeah, it was like an American Psycho two sequel. It was just fucking unnecessary. Um, yeah, it was, uh, was it uh, American Werewolf in, in Paris, Paris or some shit like that? Yeah, I watched mm-hmm. that shit when I was a kid, and I was like, "What the hell is this shit?" 
Um, the it, was like a teeny, uh, it was like a teeny popper movie. Yeah. American Werewolf in London has my favorite transformation scene of all time. Yeah, that transformation scene is amazing. And you know, if they do a remake, they're just gonna have a CGI transformation scene, which is no, very they sad. can't. They can't. It would lose every bit of credibility if they use CGI. Yeah. You're right be good. because yeah. Well, we'll see. The thing about it is, is it that does, no. The movie could be like the greatest werewolf. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It hold could on. be time, the time, time's out. What? Time out. Kenneth was talking, and then Jay, you came in. So Kenneth, finish what you're saying, and then we'll bounce back to Jay. Okay, I, my bad for any kind of button in, but you can't, I, you can't CGI that. If you do, then damn, I agree. It's going to lose all credibility because that particular transformation scene set the bar for anything after that. Because that right there, man, that that is one of the most historic feats in special effects known to the horror genre. Is that right there? Fair enough, Jay. Uh, I was just saying that it doesn't matter if the rest of the movie is like the best werewolf movie, werewolf movie ever made. If the transformation scene is CG, it, it's the whole movie is trash. You can't. That's like the it's the best part about that movie is the transformation scene. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm in agreement with y'all. I, I love that movie, and uh, I just I, I, if you're gonna remake a werewolf movie, like fucking remake. The they should Howling. remake some. Yeah, they should remake something that wasn't very good. Well, the well, Howling, see, the howling with. was good. I love the Howling. Didn't they I know. To reboot that. They yeah they did um like two three years ago, and I watched it. It was terrible. I couldn't tell you a thing about the movie now. I don't remember it. Like, or just make an original werewolf movie. That one, uh, Late phases. I can't remember Late, the name of it. Late Phases. With, uh, no, Christina Ricci. Crow Wolf? No. Oh, it was an actual werewolf movie. Yeah, Curse. That one was an original movie. That wasn't bad. That was mostly practical I know, effects, too. Uh, well, so uh, the other remake, now, Kenneth, try to hold back your boner. Uh, is going to be a remake of the classic silent film Nosferatu, helmed by the guy who directed The Witch. Hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I feel like I'm not gonna like it. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, even, I, even, even though, um, and I'm, and I'm sorry for... I don't think they should do it. Even if it does that guy that does it, I don't think they should do it. You know, I think we should remake silent films. But here's the thing. Nosferatu already had a kind of remake with Shadow of the Vampire. And that was like the that was like the greatest remake ever just for the simple fact that it it isn't a remake. And yet at the same time is a remake. So I don't really see, but at the same time, this is an old silent film. It could actually, it is a movie that actually could actually benefit from an update if it's done right. I just feel like this dude from The Witch is just going to make it like this artistic stuff. And I'm going to be like, it would have been better if they had never shown him biting into the women's neck. Cause then we would never know. And I'm going to say the same shit about The Witch uh, again. I don't know, man. I just, that's one of those where I just think, I just think they should talk with it, man. I want them to remake all the old movies. I want to see a remake of, uh, Metropolis. I won't, I, 
I will probably never go back and watch Nosferatu. So if they Terrible remake work. it, that'd be great. It's, yeah, re, they need that one. Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Uh, no, the Golem. Yes. Uh, yep, everything. <laughs> uh, oh, guys, fucking suck. Uh, fuck it, fuck it. Remake everything. No. I wanna... Yes. <laughs> everything from the 40s to the 60s. I want to remake it. I want them to remake Metropolis and it'd be like fucking five hours long. Oh, Didn't God, they do an anime for Metropolis? Uh, it's not the same thing. Oh, well, I don't know. I should cut you. <laughs> okay so let's let's get into the meat of things today uh today we're gonna talk about a classic movie of the horror franchise the, the best di- movie and we're all in agreement that it's the best movie so that's the episode <laughs> guys good episode let's wrap it up Wait, I didn't fucking send the title yet. <laughs> Today's episode is is brought to you by uh, Jay's future anger towards me that's about to happen. Uh, that's actually how I'm powering my computer right now. We're going to talk about the 1984 A Nightmare on Elm Street. Jason? Woohoo! Uh, it... Uh, it, okay, so one thing. Uh, when did this movie come out? I, I saw on IMDb it says November 16th, but Wikipedia says November 9th. I need no, I need Wikipedia and uh, IMDb to get on the same page because you're fucking up my research. Um, IMDb gives this movie a, a gracious 7.5. It had a budget of $1.8 million and ended up making $25.5 million. And counting because they're still releasing. I, I was. I'm just talking about box office from. Nope. The I'm talking about how great it is. Uh, Jay, uh, you know you're not supposed to take drugs before we record, right? Shut your yeah. Out, Shannon, cue the fireworks. Okay, so <laughs> this movie is the birth of Freddy Krueger, or as he is known in this movie, Fred Krueger, not Freddy. Um, the... Well, just remember, I don't think Wes Craven was involved with any after the first one. Except until New Ex- Nightmare. He does refer to himself as Freddy in this movie. Yes, he does. Well, the credits say Fred, so go fuck yourself. Yep, well, how about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> I tried to, but I was a dead fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, this movie... Put that in your computer. <laughs> Uh, let's not refer to a better movie while talking about a, this movie. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. I'm done. <laughs> uh, okay, so let me preface this with saying uh, a lot of people are not going to be happy with me at the end of this, and, and, that's, and that's okay. Let's just remember that there, there are things we disagree on, and that happens in America. And uh, I'm right, and I'm sorry that you're wrong, Jay. Um, mm. so just consider me playing devil's advocate, uh, for this, a Keanu Reeves, if you will. Uh, this movie starts off with, uh, Fred, uh, who is, has not dropped dead yet or got fingered. He is creating his gloves 
And uh, you do not get a full screen of this because they, for some reason, even though they're not rolling credits yet, made this into like half the screen, but not the full screen. And I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. Does, I mean, what was the artistic choice in that? I don't. I didn't, but, but then as soon as the movie goes into full screen and we see a sheep because we need to let you know that they're dreaming because you're not smart enough to get that. So we have to put a sheep there. Uh, hey. Don't get mad at the director for the stupidity of America. I mean, I guess, but come on. Anyway, now we see credits over the full screen, even though we could have had the credits going when he was making his glove, but we're not going to do that. We're going to have it over the full screen because art, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, I will say this, though. That, that scene where he's making his glove was probably one of the coolest scenes, in my opinion, in the entire movie. I liked it, but I just don't understand why small box. If I ever get to ask Wes Craven a question, wait, shit. I take it back. Yeah. I can never <laughs> ask him. Yeah. Uh... That was an honest mistake. I completely forgot that he died. Rest in peace, Wes Craven. Thank you for all you've done for the yeah, horror yes, genre. Including bringing us one of the best monsters ever to be created. Yeah, Kruger uh, from Last House on the yes. Left. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Uh, sorry i had to do it okay so thank you for that everyone uh let's so this is nancy who uh is a hot blonde who uh should have been the lead for this movie but wasn't um no what, nancy you... is the lead tina is the one getting assaulted at the beginning of the oh, movie yeah you're you right. beat me to now it. your opinions are invalid because you don't even know who the fucking characters are yeah, you beat me to it, Jake. So I was just about to correct. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. I'm sorry. I keep trying to switch them because I'm like, I want Tina to be the lead person. She can no. act. She has personality. I hate you. She's she's so much more <laughs> interesting. Um, are you still talking about the original? Or are you talking about the remake? Yeah, for real. Uh, the so Tina because wakes, that what your statement makes more sense for the remake than it does for the original. You don't think Tina has personality in this movie? I, I'm, I'm going to keep my jokes to myself. No, I do not think that she has a whole lot of personality at all. I actually like Heather Langenkamp, man. What? That's yeah. Ridiculous. And I mean, and I'm not going to be as, as, as on Jay's side or on either one of y'all's side, because at this point, after watching it today, I'm kind of in the middle, but I actually like Heather Langenkamp. That's actually right where I want you right in the middle of me and Jay. Sweet. Mm. <laughs> It is not sweet. Uh, we both work today. This is not going to be pleasant. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, uh, pleasant for me. We, we get small glimpses of things going on in this dream. Uh, a pretty solid opening. Uh, then it goes to her waking up and her dresses. Uh, slash, and her mom. All the parents in this movie are fucking stupid. But her mom says maybe the stupidest thing ever. You're going to either have to cut your nails or stop dreaming. Yeah, because she can control her dreams. Thanks, Mom. Appreciate your fucking life lessons. Uh, the whole point of this movie is that the parents are stupid. So I don't want to... No, no. You see, your Wait, arguments what? are completely invalid. And I think that what? And I think that was fucking sarcasm on top of that. It was sarcasm. I would... But anyway, so uh, she grabs her crucifix, which is important because that plays parts in this movie. Uh, and she goes to school... And now we get to meet the rest of the crew. We have Slackjaw Nancy. We have the very, very sexy <laughs> Glenn. Uh, and we have 
uh, Rod. Rod the Hot Rod Rod. Um, I got a question here. What does Johnny Depp do in this fucking movie that he deserves a varsity jacket? Like, uh, he's like, the quarterback, you fuck. Is he? I don't remember the uh, yeah. saying anything yeah, about him dude. being a quarterback. Uh, Jesus. He, a quarterback? he doesn't. Did look... you sure you watched this movie? He doesn't. Maybe it was when I was typing my notes of how terrible this movie was. He like, I, he doesn't look big enough to be a quarterback. He, I know quarterbacks, quarterbacks are usually, aren't big. I know quarterbacks are usually the skinniest guy, but damn, that skinny. Jesus, it's a movie, <laughs> and it's not a sports movie. I know. I and just... you also. You also got to take into consideration this was the 80s. In the 80s, they didn't look like roided out freaks like they do now. And he's in high school, man. And even in high school, you got roided out looking freaks. So you didn't nowadays, then you didn't back then. Kids look natural back then. I mean, I've seen Class of Newcomb High, and that was the 80s, and I'm starting to question your logic, Kenneth. I'm questioning if you actually watched this movie since you don't seem to know anything about it. I just, I didn't. I just read everything off IMDb. Um, <laughs> just read okay. a Class of Newcomb High was a weird ass fucking movie anyway. One of the yeah, interesting well. things I want to point out because it's a running motif in this movie is how how good it is. Yeah, I agree. That's not a motif. <laughs> uh, how Glenn and, and Rod, both the male characters in this movie always skirt the question of did they dream what is the dream they always kind of yeah we had dreams but we never really fully talk about it um which to me is actually something that i kind of wish they would have dug into more because it's kind of like a attack on the hyper masculinity love like guys can't cry the guys can't talk about being scared of their dreams and That's i the whole point. well of course jay that's why i'm bringing it up i'm saying i wish they would have went more into that that is that is actually interesting we could have played up on that and actually made this a bit more psychological and they didn't instead it's just tina and and fucking slack jaw just yeah we had dreams i had this dream and you had the same dream and it's the same guy and wearing boiler rooms and and he wears christmas sweaters and yes because he's a happy man you know i, 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 I and and i I think that it. I think that's another one of those things that's a product of the time. Well, actually, I was looking. I was like, why did they choose a Christmas sweater? And apparently, uh, Craven originally was going to. I think he said. I can't remember if he said yellow. I think he said yellow and green. What was, what was it? What it, it was either yellow or green or uh, red and yellow. But yellow was going to be the other color. And then he read something that said red and green combination is what offsets people the most. Yeah, it's yeah. under. Irving or something like that. And I was like, yeah, so, how? Those are the colors of Christmas. I see red and green, and I start like thinking about how Starbucks is going to piss off people this year with their cups. It, not... it, it wasn't that it, it, it puts people off and makes them anxious or anything. It was that it's the hardest for the eye to, to, to hold together. Oh, to look of... at together, it's it's the, it's the most difficult for the for the eye to look at together. Oh. That's the reason why a lot of colorblind people have trouble with red and green. It's kind of kind of like the special effects scene of Tina getting her chest cut open. How hard that was to look at. Oh my god! You <laughs> of all awesome. people are judging the special effects of this movie. Uh, I just say like I don't know that. Does that not? If does you that don't like special anything of, else, okay, okay. Look, I have to like talk shit about things I don't like about this movie. And while like I respect the movie, come on, guys. There's a lot of good special effects in this movie, mostly dealing with bedrooms. But like, 
that one thing, I was kind of like, y'all, no one could call Tom Savini? Not a, Sean S. Cunningham couldn't call Tom Savini and be like, I need a favor. Come fix this. Because, Jay, do you honestly thought that looked good? The whole movie is amazing. Okay. Okay. But, but we're we're going we're gonna to omit Jay's biased opinion here. <laughs> okay. It's not uh, biased. It's factual. It's based on factual evidence, Kenneth. <laughs> okay. I honestly, are you talking specifically about okay. the part where the four blades, where the four invisible blades come across and cut her chest? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. The whole fucking scene? Yes. I, I, I just, did not just that think one it, part. I did not think it looked as bad as you're making it out to be. No. Do I think it was one of the greatest special effects in the world? No. But at the same time, I mean, for 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 it being a practical effect, and for the time period that it came out, yeah, and Got knowing how it was done, Roger and then she gets Cor dragged across the fucking ceiling. And I like that part. But Roger Corman saw this and was like, "Hey, I'm suing y'all for stealing my bad effects." Like that's oh, how bad Christ. you're that exaggerating. Was not that bad. Yeah, you're, you're exaggerating. Uh, it doesn't look like skin. It looks like fucking you, listen, modeling clay. You are exaggerating how bad it is. The same amount of I'm exaggerating how good it is. I, Kenneth no, is the only one being honest here. I'm being a hundred percent honest with you. Nope. I think that looked terrible. That looked like fucking shit from the burning. It looked really bad. Like I just I don't know. I, it might be because. I hold this up. I have to hold this. And then you're going to sit bit. there and say, you're going to make a comment about calling Tom Savini and then you're going to reference it looks bad by using the burning. Yeah, there you was, go. Well, no, no, but here's why. Here's why. Because, <laughs> no, I have a reason. Listen, I have a reason. You put, we put Nightmare on Elm Street with the best of the best. When it comes to horror movies, this is, because it's this is ridiculously a, original. This is a level. Jay, just let me finish talking for one moment. Okay. We look at because I'm about to give I'm about to give I'm about to give it a compliment. Nightmare on Elm Street is is a material. How most all horror movies are basically B in the real world, but in horror, it is A just like Tom Savini in Friday Thirteenth and Dawn of the Dead is A. We have a a C special effect in here, just like Tom Savini had C special effects in The Burning. Like he had C special effects in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, but, but Dawn they, of the Dead but is you know how still expensive, a great film. You know how expensive that mall was? They had to cut corners, man. Dude, there's a scene in Dawn of the Dead where you can see the guy jumping off of the trampoline. Whoa, because they don't have trampolines in malls? It was supposed to be the scene where somebody gets hit by, yeah, by, I, the, uh, I, by the truck. You know what I'm talking about. I was about. making a joke. You, but, can, but my you know what I'm is, saying? I mean, come on. Is, and, and we put Dawn of the Dead on a pedestal, dude, on a big, on a, on a giant pedestal for zombie films. And you can literally see a dude jumping off a trampoline, man. Come on, man. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I like is, is Nightmare on Elm Street an A-class horror movie? Yes. Okay. But then it, this, it, this is, and this is the only effect in the movie that I thought looked really bad. I feel like this is a C effect. Like... And so, I just don't. I, I I'm not saying it looks fucking amazing, and I'm not saying that it looks absolutely 100 percent shitty. So you Do think, I think it's it what B? Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's right in the middle. I'll, I think it I'll give you a been, C I think plus. it possibly. I think it could have, <laughs> you know, a little bit more planning, a little bit more time put on it, you know, 
Yeah, I think it probably could have been better. But at the same time, you know, with the time constraints and budget constraints that they had, you know, I, that's one of those things that I'm willing to give a pass. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so uh, I I jumped a little ahead with that effect. Um, so that's okay. They, Everyone should know this movie. We don't need to recap this. Well, I I want to bring. Okay, uh, I had to bring up a, a a thing that I thought was a great touch because only a teenager would be actually stupid enough to do this. Glenn, how did you not vet that tape? How did you not double check that tape <laughs> to know what was on it to make? Oh yeah, they've recorded this tape. It's got airplane sounds for me. I forgot that it also has car wrecks and gunshots and and children being murdered and just all this terrible thing. I didn't check that, but I like this because this is something that only a teenager would be stupid enough to do. So I, I think that was actually like a uh, thing that has a realistic thing. Um, Fair enough. Hey, let's talk about Nancy real quick. Have you guys noticed that um, a lot of the times in the in the 80s, a lot of these final girls really str- struggle with the line of, are they hot or are they not? They're all like right in the middle. Well, I never found nancy particularly attractive i think she's hotter as fucking herself as as heather in new nightmare than she is as actually nancy i know but i'm just I saying completely like, agree but but her look at friday the 13th look at uh halloween all your like final girls are like right in the middle of like they can't be too because hot. Doesn't because, that just make it realistic then? Yeah, it's because they're supposed to have that girl next door kind of aspect to them. Not the hot slutty girl next door, but the actual average girl next door. Yeah, because the you hot know, slutty girl next door dies first. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I because, was, you know. I was I was getting in that before both of y'all chimed in there. Sorry. <laughs> what? I, so, yeah, I was saying they can't have them too Gotta hot. Gotta be quicker. Because, well, I didn't even pause. Y'all, like, attacked me. Like, dog. <laughs> I, I know Jay's on edge because he's just, he's just waiting to fucking punch me in the face. He is, like, waiting for me to fuck up on anything to attack me. Me and Robert England are going to roll up on you. Do we need to stop for a minute and take a breath, no. all three of us, and recoup? No. <laughs> this is amazing. No. But what I'm saying is, is, like, I don't know. It just really struck me when I was watching this and I was gazing into her mouth hole. And I was just like, <laughs> she's not a hot, but she's not ugly. Kind of like that chick from Friday and Friday Part 2 and Halloween. and Except for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All the chicks in Texas Chainsaw Massacre were pretty hot. Uh, but that might have been Agreed. the, that been the yeah, shorts. But they, I don't they're going to have 70s Bush, and that's not hot. And lot, you would think that wasn't continuing on into the 80s? That I'm was That saying. was an epidemic until the 90s, sir. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. I don't. I mean, I like werewolves. <laughs> so, um, I've tried. I've tried to eat one once, and it was just. It was not a great. You tried experience. to eat a werewolf? Hey, yeah, they're yeah, way too. Yeah, that's exactly. That's I, exactly okay. what it was. It was trying to eat a werewolf. We we have the script for uh, uh, an American werewolf in London, 1980. Right? <laughs> it was like tr- it was like trying to kiss Magnum. <laughs> Magnum PI. <laughs> Okay. Um, or Burt Reynolds. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So we have Rod shows up and tackles the quarterback. Um, which that scene makes a lot more sense to me now. Now that y'all have pointed it out to me that he's the quarterback. 
Um, I don't know how I missed that. I, I just did not hear him them call him a quarterback because besides Nancy, everyone else in this movie either gets like no character development or like the tiniest scraps. Well, they're all going to die. They don't really need the character development. Yeah, all fucking four people. Um, but like, no, like, Come on now. Body counts do not equal good movies. Especially I when I you have... I didn't say it was, but like... Blood. But you know what does I equal think, good movie? Character development. I, well, was I think they spent more time... I think they spent more time on the actor of Rod, the guy that played him uh, in, in, in this. He was named Nick Corey. Uh, I think they spent more time... You know, letting everybody know that he wasn't la- that he wasn't Latino, that he was Italian, because you know he he the actor is actually Latino. That's funny. Well, listen, here's the and plot. so they changed his name and everything to make him Italian because they told him he wouldn't be able to get in, get a job if he was Latin. That's funny. Yeah, but here here's the thing. Nan- the story is about Nancy and Freddie, and Freddie has tons of character development. And that's all we need. Uh, wait, you think Freddy has a lot of character development in this? Yeah, I don't, you learn I don't, all about him. I don't feel like you really do. Like, uh, apparently there was a deleted scene where, I mean, like, sure, it's all expositional, but you still learn about him. But not a lot. You you know a little. Like, they do, like, in the remake, you actually, like, learn a decent amount about him. Um, and in future movies, you do. Are Do you, Jay, are are do you feel like you know more about him because of the whole series compared to what you just learned in this movie? Uh, maybe. Because I feel like the only person who gets, like, character development is Nancy. And even then, I don't think, like, Nancy got that much. All the character development in this movie is so superficial. It's not It's not really, like, hard, like... I don't know. I just have I struggle with the characters in this movie because I just don't feel like I feel like they like everything in this movie feels like such a side note. And I can't figure out what like they're supposed to be a side note to because it's like they're like, OK, there's supposed to be one main thing in this movie. But in, in, in everything else, we a side note. But then they forgot to put that one main thing and then everything just became a side note to the movie. And now I feel like when people look back on it. They go, oh yeah, it's a side note because it's you know it's all about Nancy versus Freddie and and it's all about Freddie and the psychological of the nightmares. But I feel like that's a lot of future movies being brought back memory wise into this movie. Yeah, see when I look at it, man, I don't I don't see it that way. And and you know because we you know me and you especially did that real bad with the Halloween movies. But I, in this one, I think Freddie gets a, gets enough character development that he needs. You know, the the kids, on the other hand, no, I don't think they get character development at all. I mean, if you if you're not paying attention to like their surroundings of their rooms and things like that, and you don't and you don't even get to see the dude to pl- get to see Rod's house or anything, if you don't pay any attention to that, you really don't know a whole lot about the 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 kids. You really don't. But uh, when it comes to Freddy, I think enough is I think enough is explained throughout the progression of the movie. Okay, well, okay, let's let, let me look at Freddy real quick. Okay, we know he's a child murderer from this movie. We right. know yes. the parents set him on fire because of uh, his court case getting thrown out, which we'll tackle that a little bit later. Um, we know that 
in this movie, he is now, for better lack of terms, a demon. I'm gonna go with correct. Um, who gains his power from fear, but he can only uh, scare people in their dreams. So he all of his power is in the dreams because once he gets pulled into the real world, he becomes a little bitch. Um, but we'll get into that later. Also, I just wanted to take another shot at Jay. Um, so mm. okay, so those are like the three big... you know who's a bitch a fucking shark that shark that has a bigger body count uh so okay those are the three <laughs> biggest things we know about freddy from this movie is there anything i'm missing that maybe y'all two want to throw in as for like what we know about his character we know his motivation see, we know a little see, that's bit of his background I- and see, that's what I'm saying. That uh, to me, that for this film, that is enough. I honestly think that it's enough. It's not too little, like in Jeepers Creepers, where you really don't know a whole lot of much of shit. Well, that's because the I director was, good. was too busy looking at little boys to write that script. It, the which, which is you know absolutely 100 plausible, but at the same time, I still want to watch the third one. Oh, me Anyhow, too. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, but for this, I think it was great. I, th- I think it was just enough. You know, I really didn't, when it, when it comes down to it, I really didn't give a shit a, about, about a whole lot of, uh, of Rod's backstory or Glenn's backstory or, or Tina's backstory. I really didn't give a fuck. You know, I, there was no point in time, e- even back in the day when I was watching this movie, where I was sitting there wondering, you know, really in depth about where these kids came from. I don't care. So I'm going to I'm going to concede that there's not as there's probably not as much character development for Freddy as I was as I was thinking. It's pro- you're probably right. It's probably me bringing in older movies or the future movies. Yeah, cause but it- I agree with Kenneth's statement that it doesn't that there's there's enough for the movie to give you motivation and that the other kids just they're not there for you to care about. Yeah, like they're there for fodder yeah it freddy in this movie is definitely a uh michael myers from halloween uh a, you know just enough to get you by but the rest is left very mysterious and he's not like uh jason who uh let's be honest even though jason has way more backstory than he actually needs there's not that much to jason as to where freddy uh unlike most of these other slashers he talks he communicates we know what his motivation is. We know, like, that's the one thing. Freddy, uh, Freddy as a villain, like, has more character than almost all the other big slashers combined. And even though it doesn't really work for me, which I'll get into later, like, I'll give him credit for that. He is way, he has the potential for being much more interesting than any of the other slashers, slashers, right? And, and and the sad part about that is, is they fucked it up later on down the line. Because to me, I still like the second one. I think the second one was good. I thought I, I thought that uh, Freddy looked creepy as shit in the second one. But there was uh, there was a lot of story holes in the second one. But when you get further on down the series, that's where they fucked it up. They took they took a character that could have been fucking amazing for the rest of the way on out and they fucked it up until they got back to uh, new nightmare with Wes Craven. And I think they kind of revitalized it. So with you, that. So you don't like uh funny Freddy Krueger. 
Not as much as I like Creepy Freddy Trigger, no. I feel like they only fucked it up and Freddy's dead. He was practically fucking Bugs Bunny in that movie. Wow. I mean, and the only reason why I watch Freddy's Dead, because I agree with Jay, the only reason why I watch Freddy's Dead is because of that. Because it's like watching a cartoon. Smoke, the, smoke a bowl, so, watch Freddy's Dead, lower my I know, I, know for the world. I know we're only covering the first movie, but I just will say this. The, the creepiest parts of Freddy Dead is when is at the end when she's going through his memories and seeing him grow up. Those are the creepiest parts. Everything else is literally like a fucking cartoon. Like there's one scene where a dude's falling from the sky and Freddy's like walking on screen with this giant pit, like this giant uh, spike cart. And it's right. it's a fucking Bugs Bunny bit. I'm like, that's fucking Bugs Bunny. <laughs> okay. So, right. and, and so that's the only reason why I like the film. So going back to going back to the original you know, I think that that's what made Freddy such a dynamic character, man. And I honestly believe that's what made this movie do have the impact that it had at the time. So talking about creepiness, I actually want to talk about my favorite scene in this movie. There is one scene in this movie that I think is perfect. I love okay. everything about this scene. I wish this scene, they could have just given me this one scene and I would have been like fucking Citizen Kane. This is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> like, okay. When she falls asleep, when Nancy who's falls she? asleep okay. uh, in the classroom, who's she? There's only one fucking she left. Oh, I guess it's a drunk mom. Uh, my bad. Okay. So when she falls asleep in the classroom and the kid reading the book, his voice changes and she sees Tina in the body bag, uh, and she runs out, uh, trying to follow the trail of blood, hits that other girl, and does the hall pass thing, and then continues to run, and then turns around to see the chick with the glove. Like, that whole scene, to me, is one of the creepiest scenes ever. And it, it might be, it's, like, 50% of the creepiness is just from the guy reading the book. When his voice changes, that shit sends shivers down my spine. It is well, I'm glad you finally so see fucking creepy. The masterpiece that this movie is. The, bo the body bag is great. The bumping into the chick and the fuck your hall pass thing was hilarious and well-timed. Uh, like, that scene just in general like I, I i no matter how many i watched this movie like three times to get ready for this and uh every time i watched that scene i i jaw open like i was nancy i was just so, just applauding this scene every time well i mean man i'm glad that you, there's something in it that you really really enjoy because uh you know, I mean, that particular scene didn't, you know, I have my scene that I think was creepy as shit. But uh, that this one, you know, that particular scene wasn't it for me. I mean, it was a good scene. I liked the body bag. That was pretty cool. Uh, but, uh, you know, and it's got the classic line in it. But other than that, I don't, I don't, I don't see it that well like mm. that. But it's still a great scene. So what was your, what do you think the creepiest scene was? What the one that got me to more than anything else is when Glenn gets sucked down in the bed. I that was one, and it and it's not the blood coming up or any of the rest of that. It is the instance 
when Glenn gets pulled down in the bed. You know, Freddy got to do something in this movie that people nowadays would love to do, and that's suck down Johnny Depp in a bed. <laughs> um, okay. But the reason the reason why that scene that particular scene got me so much is because of how Johnny Depp played it. He he he's sitting there, man, and, and, and you know he's laying there, he's asleep. The glove comes up, grabs him by the waist, starts pulling him down, and he starts screaming, trying to get away. And you can hear him screaming for his mom, his mom trying to come and help him. That to me, that was just terrifying. You know, when I watch that scene, the the thing that always gets me is is the TV gets pulled in, and I'm just like, I wonder if this is a cut or like when they pull Johnny Depp down, they quickly moved him so the TV wouldn't fall on him. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, they let him get. Dude, lots of people got hurt making this fucking movie. Yeah, including me. Ah. Um. But but I honestly think that's what it was. I think it was him screaming for his mom. Mm. I think that was probably the worst part. So. Of it. Jay, do do you have a scene in this movie that you think is the greatest scene? Uh, so I, I agree with you whatever. that the well, I agree with you that the the school scene is probably one of the creepiest because it's it's not just it's it's more of the psychological thing like you were talking about because Tina doesn't really or not Tina Nancy doesn't really know what the fuck is going on. Um, but my favorite scene is when Tina gets killed and she's being dragged across the ceiling invisibly and whatnot. Yeah. I, one thing I like about that scene is, is Rod does like just such a good Fonz impersonation. <laughs> and I'd always wondered what the Fonz would do if someone got killed in front of him. Hey, <laughs> Hey, you killing my girlfriend. I can't do a Fonz impression. I don't know. Okay. Let's uh, get back to, um, uh, another thing I thought was weird, and maybe maybe this is one that I think I might be nitpicking on and overreacting to, unlike the Nancy chest scene. Freddy Krueger at one point pulls up his his sweater and the cuts Tina. himself. Tina, what? The Tina. Did I say Nancy scene. again? Yes. I want Nancy to die <laughs> so bad. <laughs> well, she does. You just got to watch part three. I don't want to watch more Freddy Krueger. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, um. When Freddy pulls up his his sweater and cuts his chest, his chest isn't burned. It's, yes, it's, it does. Yes, it is. It does not look at, burned. It doesn't in that one spot in the middle where you can see his chest hair. But if you look right up underneath that, you can see burned spots. Because I, I almost had that same fit when I was watching it earlier today and I caught the bottom of it. Okay, then they didn't they didn't they didn't do a good enough. They job just didn't on do the... yeah. They just didn't do a, uh, they just did a shitty job. Like I like when I saw Gary Oldman's tiny nipples when we did Bram Stoker's Dracula, but I didn't need to see <laughs> right. Freddy's nipples. And if I did want to see him, I, I expected them to be more burned. You don't kind of get... like they looked later on in the series. Yeah, like yeah. I want burned nipples. Okay, I just had to bring that up. I'm sorry, I'm a nipple guy. I have to talk about the nipples. Um. So, uh, and in the Blu-ray version, because I know Jerry, you got the Blu-ray version. Yeah. In that one scene, yeah, all three of us got the Blu-ray. You, man, I don't know if y'all noticed this, but when when we were younger and we were watching this on VHS, and you watch that scene, so much shit is so much more dark than when you're watching it on Blu-ray because it's oh, been yeah. redone. And so, like, when he comes strolling in there right before he cuts his chest open, you've got perfect view of what his face looked like. 
and in the and in like the VHS and stuff, you really couldn't see his face. All you could see was a little bit of the shine off of it. In the Blu-ray, you got you can see everything. Yeah. So after this, Nancy goes into full awake mode. Um, J- Jay Kenneth, do either one of y'all have awake pills in your fucking cabinets? Do you have pills in your no. cabinet to keep you awake? Oh. I've got uh, I've got uh, Vibrant sitting right over here. No caffeine pills. You got Viagra. Vibrant. <laughs> It's the ones that my dad used to take. You remember how my dad used to get up in the morning and have one of those and a P8? Yeah, and then he would just drink Dr. Pepper all day, and you and I would be pissed because he never got kidney stones, and we did. Yeah. Yeah, because my dad, it would be a really, it, it was a thing for my dad. He would get up in the morning, he would have a vibrant, uh, two vibrant pill, two vibrant caffeine pills, four ibuprofens, and a bottle of V8. And he was, and this wasn't from drinking, that was just his normal thing. Yeah, that, he he just did that, and then he would like build every a, morning. Yeah, then he would like build a table, or something. Yeah. Um, was he or Jesus? Read, or, or read six fucking books? He looked kind of like Jesus. Bill. <laughs> okay, Bill is my Jesus because he taught me how to make hamburger helper, and to me, that is the one of the greatest things that ever happened in my life because I fucking oh, love God. hamburger helper. So I used to love hamburger helper. Don't look, I, don't get, I, I don't. Uh, I don't want to hear it. You're not ruining hamburger helper for me. No, 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 no. It's not. Listen, it's a personal story. It has nothing to do with the ingredients or anything. No. I love. Used to love hamburger helper. Did you have until, sex with hamburger helper? <laughs> until I lived in this tiny ass studio apartment that literally had no kitchen area whatsoever, and so my only option for cooking was a plug-in skillet. And one of the only things I could make was hamburger helper. I ate way too much of that shit, and I don't ever want to eat it again. Uh, I did that with ramen. Um, okay, so yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was really weird that she just straight up had awake pills because I, I under I see people having like sleeping pills, but I awake pills. Well, she probably mm. bought them. No, they were just in the cabinet. No, they were just in the she, cabinet. Yeah, because we're like we're skipping over big key scenes. I, you know, by because we're hopping around, but yeah, uh, you know where she found them was right after the the fucking iconic bathtub scene because she fucking pulls open the cabinet right after that and they're in there. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Let's talk about well, the. Iconic... Her mom's an alcoholic, so maybe. Well, there's uh, one other thing. There's a what the fuck moment that I want to talk about. Oh, uh, someone's uh, been someone's been listening to too much Skeleton Crew. Alex, we're yeah, jacking your shit. Yeah, sorry about that, dude. Uh, <laughs> it just comes natural because I binge listened to the shit out of those. Okay, so. That scene where she's having the dream, and 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 Glenn is supposed to be sitting there to help find, you know, to wake oh, her up. Oh, I have this written down happening. my notes too. Yeah, and and she says, "Glenn, are you still there?" And he yeah. fucking steps out from behind the tree. Okay, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" That was. I um, actually that was stupid. I actually that convinced myself. I convinced myself that it wasn't stupid because I was like, "Okay, if Glenn is in her dream." Does that mean he fell asleep on guard duty and is in the dream? Or is that Freddy pretending to be him to make her feel safe before scaring her, therefore getting a bigger scare, therefore getting more power? I don't know, because now you're getting into the whole thing of, uh, of like, like me, where I'm starting to think the whole goddamn movie was a dream. The whole movie wasn't a dream. I, I don't know. I don't know. I know. They show up in a car. They leave in a car. There's a car. Um, okay, so let's talk about the <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the bathtub scene. Um, this is one of the most iconic scenes in the entire movie, and uh, 
I don't know. It's okay. I don't. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jerry. Like, first of all, uh, the mother ruins it for me. People sounding like the fucking mom from sleepaway camp. People die in the bathtubs all the time. Like, I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, who sits there and be like, you got to be careful of the bathtubs. Bathtubs kill people all the time. Bathtubs she's are murderous an alcoholic. scum. I understand she's an alcoholic, but I know alcoholics, and they don't go preaching about how deadly bathtubs are. I grew up with an alcoholic, and I'm telling you, they say some weird fucking shit. I know, but <laughs> did they ever come to you and be like, Jay, look, we're going to be watching Misery, so don't look at the TV, Norman, but bathtubs, <laughs> they'll fuck you up. Like fucking Bob from SLC Punk. Uh, no, but I was told not to jump on the bed, and then I broke my collarbone. Well, that makes sense. Twelve little monkeys <laughs> jumping on the bed. The monster under your bed will fucking eat your head. I get that joke. Don't fuck with the monsters. They're sleeping. But bathtubs? Okay, I'm sorry. I was that was just a. Really, I'll give you a prime. A, a I'll give you a prime example. Joke. I'll give you a prime example, dude. Because I think that uh, I think that it was completely warranted because uh, my dad's dad died in the bathtub. He drowned. Fell asleep in the bathtub and drowned. Really? Oh, that is shit. no shit. Bam. That is not a joke. Okay, I, that is actually I guess I'll, how my dad said I'll that. rescind her mom talking about... Yeah, I don't know. There's a movie called Deathbed, The Bed That Eats, and it's about... What a, the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. That's our next movie. <laughs> yes, I want to watch this. Um, uh, and it's about a, a killer bed, obviously. It's very old. And the whole time I'm watching this... I just, <laughs> like Rubber, the killer tire. Yeah, like Rubber was not the first one to do this. There is the deathbed, the bed that eats. Um, and the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like, death tub, the tub that swallows. <laughs> so, okay, so I do, uh, I will say, uh, while the whole glove coming up through the water thing, I was like, okay, that's cool. I actually really like her getting dragged down underneath and just having this, like, fucking ice hole, like, you're ice fishing there. Even though it should technically right. be a much longer, elongated uh, tub shape. Uh, I did think that scene was cool, and uh, I at first I was like, "Oh my god, is Nancy does her is her mouth actually shut because she's underwater?" But no, it was a stunt double, so it wasn't it wasn't really Nancy, and she unfortunately Nancy would have still had her mouth open. Jesus Christ! Nancy only closes her mouth one time in this fucking movie, and it's when she's at the Rod's funeral. I have that in my notes. Let it go. No, but she okay. Actually, this I, is why you don't know that he was a quarterback because you're okay. too busy counting so, the amount of times her mouth is closed. Do you actually want to know why her mouth is open all the time? Because I actually have an answer for it, and it's not a Does she joke. have an overbite. No, so in theater acting, because I learned this because the uh, guy who plays Jon Snow in Game of Thrones does this, and uh, they talked about it in one of the Game of Thrones podcasts. Um, in theater acting. They have a thing where you keep your mouth open when so that you're always ready to project so you can be heard properly. Um, and a lot of people, when they move from like theater to movies, takes them a while to stop doing this. And so most of them all the time have their fucking mouth open. And it's not just her. There's a lot of young actors and actresses that do this. Uh, so whenever you're watching a movie and you're like, that person... Is always slack jaw acting. That's why. Weird. It is weird. 
I think she's got a hellacious overbite too. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, you want to talk I, about Freddie being? I've Bugs got the Bunny. movie. Hmm. I've I've got the movie going on on the TV right now. And while you were talking about that, I was looking at her, and she actually had her mouth closed for like a split second. Because you're right. <laughs> and uh, yeah. What what scene are you on? Uh, where she puts the 10 minute timer on when she's laying down, which uh, it's another one of those where I thought was fucking stupid because oh, it takes me yeah. longer. We'll it takes me longer than 10 minutes to fall asleep, but yeah, that's not where me. I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'll get sleep real quick. Um, okay. So, uh, the tub scene, I, I pretty much said what I had to say. Does anyone else have anything to say about the tub girl? <laughs> oh God. Internet 1.0, man. Um, I, thought, I, I thought it was a great scene. Um, the only thing that I can I can say about it is I think what I didn't like is when 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 the hand comes back down, it, it makes it seem like she wasn't dreaming that it was happening in reality. We'll get to the whole. Well, I feel like dreams. there's a few inconsistencies with how his abilities work. Yeah, kind of blend uh, into the not into just the real in this world. movie, but throughout the series as let's, a whole. Let's save that to the end because I I think we do need to tackle that. But let's uh let's keep running to the movie because okay oh I am um, Jay I'm with you on that one uh so who has thicker eyebrows Nancy or Glenn? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's another thing. I was they the just they just did a close up of her and I was thinking the same thing. Okay. <laughs> She's looking kind of rough right there in the center. Like, before she started filming this movie, she possibly could have had so, a unibrow. one of the cool things uh, that... Does it compare to Jennifer Connelly's unibrow in Labyrinth? Mm, mm. Sorry, true. I was thinking about David Bowie's crotch. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking I was thinking of, about Jennifer Connelly's crotch. Speaking of well-hung, uh, uh, Nancy watches uh, Rod in his jail cell uh, about to get motherfucking hung. Um, and I thought this was really cool that she sees like Freddy <coughs> working uh, in the dream world because th- this is a scene that makes me feel that maybe f- like Freddy can not only jump between dreams but can combine people's dreams into once you're in dream world you're not separated by each other's dream because you're now in Freddy's world and Freddy's reality is all of your dreams all at once and that's why he can jump between dreams so fast and easy and see that would be good if it were just this movie but that creates an inconsistency for later on so him being able to jump jump between dreams makes sense but I don't think he can bind them because there's like Kenneth said in part three there's a girl who can learns how to pull people into her dreams. And that's the only time you have multiple characters inside the same dream. Yeah, that's the reason why I specifically said that would work good if it were just this movie. But since it's not, and it's an entire franchise, like I said, that would create an inconsistency later. Okay, so does that mean my theory on Glenn responding to her in the dream we're talking about right now, that it's not Glenn and it's Freddy pretending to be Glenn? No, and it may not be. I don't know if they had planned or if Wes Craven himself had planned any sequels to this. So technically, if you look at this just by itself, you can have whatever theories you want because right. the studio made the sequels. Um, it could just be, it could just have been a director style decision to make you think she was awake. 
mm. you know, and not in her room anymore. Um, it could be her imagining Glenn, you know, because the way real dreams work is if you if you're kind of like half awake, half asleep, and you hear stuff on the outside, it can manifest on the inside. And uh, see, that's what I that's what I was thinking. That's how I was going to rationalize that is but because it could you know, also be Freddie just fucking with her. Yeah, the way I was going to do it is she was talking in her sleep, and Glenn responded to her, and then she imagined it in her dream. Uh, I have a headache from listening to that. Uh, you don't have to see this is I don't you don't have to rationalize everything. This is where suspension of disbelief comes into play. You just I want to let it go. I, I want to know how his powers work. What are the boundaries? And and I just can't tell in this movie. So, OK, OK. She wakes up. She gets pissed off at death. Uh, for some reason in my notes right here, I have. Are you there, God? It's Nancy. I think that's to reference, uh, is it in this dream that we get the really awesome line of, this is God? Yeah. That did not sound anything like how he says it in the movie. No. No, it did not. I made a, if you Freddy Krueger was a reporter, and this is God, tonight at 9. <laughs> God um, here. Uh, weather looks terrible. Um, we also have a, a special appearance of a, uh, another movie. The Stuff uh, was actually playing the staircase in this movie. <laughs> I watched the I stuff that was a really cool my 31 idea. days and I didn't really enjoy it. But you don't like the stuff? Like, did you sit there oh, the okay. whole time? So we're, we're talking about bad acting and I'm supposed to like the fucking stuff. Look, the stuff <laughs> is made of the stuff. Okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so they run to the, she wakes up, she gets pissed off at her boyfriend, which if I was Johnny Depp, I wouldn't be dating her anyway. So, uh, they go to the police station and she's like whining and being super. Okay, Jay, can you at least admit that she's fucking annoying? Uh, she is at some points, yeah. At Especially points. when she's like, man, mother! Maybe I'll just get wasted like you. <laughs> fucking little <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, um, she, she can be annoying at times. So, and then the dad pops up and he's like, I don't like unsolved murders in this house. And I'm like, unsolved you're like you like are over here guaranteeing it's rod but now you're saying it's unsolved and then what a coincidence rod is is killed in police custody right after that uh-huh another white guy dying in police custody wait he's not oh, white Jesus christ anyway so but I no, actually, he's latin yeah he's latin dying in police custody uh so uh he gets hung because uh Freddy's I guess, sneaky like that. I guess he was dreaming of himself getting hung by Freddy Krueger in his dream, and that's what happens in the real world. But we don't no. get to see what we don't get to Freddy see. Freddy killed what, him. I, I I know Freddy killed him. I was he was dreaming of being hung by Freddy in his dream, and that's what happens in the real world. Except we don't get to see Rod's dream this time. We only get to see the real world. Uh, right. Okay. Reaper, well, I misunderstood you for a second. Yeah, you're. I way... thought you were saying Freddy wasn't in his dream; that he was just dreaming about Freddy, like a regular dream. And I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, if you dream about Freddy, is wouldn't it be Freddy in your dream? I guess. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know either. Does anyone know? Someone get an Ouija board. I need answers. Um, okay. You have fun with that. 
Yeah, I know. We've made this joke before. Kenneth is not a fan. Um, Sending him one for Christmas. <laughs> so oh, I've got one. That don't mean I'm going to play with it. Uh, I'm going to trick you. I'm going to cover a Ouija board and a Monopoly board skin. <laughs> You're going to go around the course and accidentally summon there, demons. There was a really Douche. good dick joke in there, and I missed it. Um, go straight to hell. Do not collect $200. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Jay, I played this Monopoly you sent me, and now, like, the plates are flying around. My do- my daughter just told me to go suck, suck cocks in hell, and I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> happening. Uh, okay, so, uh, let's get into, uh, Kenneth's favorite scene, uh, the Miss Nude America, um, because that line was hilarious. Does any, does... I don't need to hear him. <laughs> That line is so good. Um, so, uh, Nancy is all like uh, freaking out. We skipped over the whole her going to the sleep hospital thing because yeah. the only thing that really matters there is she pulled out his hat and that's it. Yeah, and she finds out you can. Did either one of y'all pay attention to the fact that the doctor that is there is the voice of Roger Rabbit? Uh, no, I didn't know that. Yep, the doctor that is there talking to her mom while she's sleeping is the guy that's the voice of Roger Rabbit. That's funny. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I thought about it when I was watching it earlier today, and I actually took the time to make sure that I was right. And sure, shit, I was just like, "Wow, that's pretty funny." That is funny. Interesting. So yeah, we skipped over that because there's really nothing in that scene except for the forced exposition of she can pull things out of her dream. So she tries to call that's Glenn. Important. What? I said that's important. It is important, but it's like we had to be put in a shitty thing. Also, I guess we skipped over the funeral where she has her mouth closed for a little bit, and we get some exposition about uh, a little bit more about Freddie. Um, but we we pretty much covered that. So, um, did we we skipped over the part where the mom goes downstairs? Uh, to the and pulls the glove out and shit, right? Yeah, like you. What that all, that whole well, bit, that's right before she. Uh... Am am I weird thinking that between the funeral, the hospital night sleeping place, um, and and her and her mom talking about Freddy Krueger that like those scenes are supposed to be really really important. <sighs> But they're just so 100% skippable. It's like, give me the, the, like, I have to learn something here, but can we move the fuck on? And I don't know if it's because of all the terrible acting or it just feels very forced. Like, we have, oh, fuck, we forgot to tell you these important things. Let's shove this in here real quick. And and then we, we're like, come on, let's get to I, the next dream. Let's go. Let's, I, let's do I this. agree with you. It's like the filler episodes in a TV series. Yeah, it's like the entire series of Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, and and I agree with you. It's unfortunate because you got uh, you know you got key factors that that need to be known about uh, you know about this whole world, and 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 it's it it's almost like it's just fluff for for the main acts of the movie. Yeah. So uh, she's gonna she's oh there's also the bridge scene where we get the hint that she's gonna home alone the shit out of this. Um, <laughs> yeah, she does. I, I actually love that. I actually had to go check and make sure that Home Alone came out after this movie because I was pretty sure it was. 
because I was like, I would be dumb enough to sit here and be like, yeah, Jay, well, why'd this movie rip off Home Alone? And then Jay would just, like, <laughs> annihilate the shit out of me for it. Um, so. Um, Little did you know, Kevin McAllister is Freddy. Ah, shit. Um, <laughs> it grows up to be. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, she's, like, uh, all white-haired and crazy now. But Glenn, good old Glenn, chill out in his bed, listen to some music, waiting for uh, Miss Noon America his mom comes in. It seems like he has a really good chill relationship with his mom, which is really important that they set this up for because of the thing Kenneth said uh, when he does get pulled on her. Then we go to his 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 death scene, which at when this first happens and he gets pulled into the bed, my first thought when I saw this is it was really he just gets pulled into the bed, his deathbed, the bed that eats again. But then the fountain of blood comes out. And it's like, oh shit! They took. I thought this was gonna be lame, and uh, there is blood everywhere now. And I like, I like watching the the light fixture on the ceiling, just getting the shit beat out of it from all the blood. Yeah, I can't. From this point on, I can't never not think about the story that they said in the in, in that long ass documentary that came out about the uh about them pouring all the blood through there when they were doing that scene and it getting electrified by the damn light on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people getting shocked and shit. I just I'll never be able to look at that scene again. But but the ironic thing about that uh about that particular scene is I guarantee you that anybody that watched this movie in their childhood they will remember the blood coming out of the bed more than anything else. Oh, hell yeah. I I I mean, that's, it's so iconic, man. And like, and then afterwards when like the police show up and the blood's dripping down from the seat, from the, the floor to the ceiling to the floor again, like, Mm -hmm. I I love the cop that says you don't need a body bag. You need a mop. (laughs) Like, dude, (laughs) how how insensitive are you? (laughs) Yeah. You inappropriate motherfucker. Oh my god. Yeah, um and then and then batshit crazy Nancy calls over there and is like, I know what happened. I know he's dead, except with worse acting cuz I I'm not that I'm just not that bad. I can't I can't make that sound worse than she can. Um and, I'll agree with you. That was pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> like that line delivery is so fucking terrible the only line delivery in this movie that's worse is at the end of the movie when the mom's talking about giving up alcohol i don't know i I, my (laughs) to me the worst line in the whole thing is when she said when she tells glenn not to fall asleep when she's on the phone when she's looking at him through the window she's like and one more thing don't whatever you do don't fall asleep i'm like my god that is one of the most forced things if i have never seen anything else forced into that well maybe it's supposed to be well it it i mean goes along with the other shit they forced in this movie um (laughs) uh okay so uh glenn dies and uh now we've got to step up to the, the the final showdown Nancy calls and her dad says, I know what's happened. Come get me in this very short amount of time. Uh, which she, uh, she says uh, 20 minutes, right? Yeah. Okay. 
So from her set, I always thought it was weird that it says 20 minutes because like, bitch, this is going to take way longer than 20 minutes. You setting up all these booby traps. You got to fall asleep. You got to pull them out. Like, but, I mean, and she set up in booby traps in 10 minutes and then you got 10 minutes of her going to sleep. Yeah. Well, the movie from this point ends in 20 minutes from her saying that. So that's why it's, really? yeah, that, yeah. From her saying that to the end of the movie to roll credits is 20 minutes. That's pretty cool. Um, and so that's the only th- that makes me want to let it slide. But no, that you should have said thirty minutes, forty five minutes, something like that. Your twenty minutes is garbage. Especially you set up a I mean, light hell. bulb that explodes. Uh, you yeah, tied a hammer to eating, the ceiling. Eating the hole with that little file into that goddamn light bulb without breaking that fucking light bulb would take more than twenty minutes. Yeah. Maybe she did prep on this, and we, and that, we just saw her, oh, well, shit, I missed an edge or something. I Come on now. Come on now what? We don't need to worry about how long it would actually take to set up a house full of booby traps. I need some what? kind of realism in this movie to ground it. And, yeah, uh, with the magic dream demon. That's the kind of realism we need. I agree. See, now you're on the right page, Jay. Now you're with us. <laughs> well, I got another one of those scenes where I, where I look at it and I'm like, how the fuck could this happen? It's it's the scene where uh, where he uh, where she sets him on fire and he runs up the steps and then goes back down and then comes back again when she starts. How would you not see a blazing motherfucker run by you through the house and up the stairs upstairs? Yeah, especially since Freddy is in the real world now. Yeah, exactly. You know, you see the little footsteps. How, you know where he set the carpet on fire running up there how would you not see it this motherfucker is blazing on fire yeah re- really cool shot but uh that does not make any sense now that we're not in the dream world exactly jay uh his powers carry over <laughs> that's i'm sorry that scene where she doesn't see him on fire running up the steps that's been one of those where that since i was a, since i was you know a teenager i was just like that that's fucked up yeah so yeah i don't i don't i don't got an answer for that yeah. but the whole ending of the movie is a little confusing at times i i yeah. actually like i think the ending in the movie is one of the things that actually kind of ruins the movie for me because i feel like this does not have a good ending at all um so she goes into uh, the dream world again, and she sees Rod's knife. She sees uh, Tina's crucifix. She finds uh, Glenn's headphones, which I'm glad that her the headphones said Glenn because I would not have known those were Glenn headphones had they had not written Glenn on the headphones. I, I thought maybe Freddie was a Alice Cooper fan and uh, was jamming to some Alice Cooper in the dream world, waiting for people to show up to scare the shit out of him. Alice Cooper's part four. Look here. Oh, wait, no. I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of, uh, Friday the 13th where he does most of the soundtrack in part four or whatever one is in. No, he does the sound. That would be part six. Yeah, that'd be part six. Whatever. And Alice Cooper is actually in Freddy's Dead. Yeah, I was going to say, he is his dad in Freddy's Dead, so there's that. Anyway, uh, now that my my headphone joke is ruined. Yep. That's what you get. That's what you got on a horror franchise. You know, you got Dawkins in this franchise, and then you got Alice Cooper in the Friday the Thirteenth one. <laughs> hey, I, you got. Hey, actually, we got a really dope Will Smith song from A Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I don't. What? 
Have you never heard Will Smith uh, and Jazzy Jeff's uh, A Nightmare on, on My Street? I don't think so. What? There was also another rap song, um, uh, Former Fat Boys. Who the fuck is drinking to a straw right now? Kevin is done. <laughs> that would be me. Okay, so, ah. okay. Insert sound clip here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Okay, so she brings him out into the real world because she falls out the boiler room, which then turns into her front yard, and then she wakes up and, and is in bed. And bring and Freddy is not in bed with her because he's a gentleman and and is waits till she wakes up on the side of, and she, he's laying on the floor on the side of the bed like a gentleman. Then he goes to attack her because uh, I don't know he's the fucking. Okay, this whole, let me say this now for this whole ending ending fight scene. As soon as Freddy Krueger comes in the real world, I have to assume that he no longer is going to get power from her being scared. I have to assume that that is something that happens in the dream world and he gets it through the dream world. When he's in reality, that doesn't seem like something that, that would happen. So at this point, he should just kill the bitch. Like, just fucking kill her. Get it over with. But no, he's like, you know, I always wanted to be a James Bond villain. And this is probably <laughs> the closest I'm ever going to get. So I'm just going to, like, toy with her for the next, like, I don't know, 10, 10 minutes. I want to say something that's going to bring some really ridiculous realism into this. All right. But I just, okay. but I just, and, and, and it is ridiculous, but it it, it just hit me. Okay, how bad would you say that his burns are? Third degree, at least. Oh, I don't fucking know. I'm not a fireman. Um, okay, I, I played a doctor once uh, in a <laughs> prostitution sting, and uh, okay. Uh... Well, let me let me let me explain this. In 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 the real world, a person that is burned to the level that he would be considered being burned as, until they heal, if they survive, until they heal. They put them into a drug-induced coma, so that way they don't have to feel the pain of the burn. Now, uh, my first, my first thought is when he comes in, and like I said, this is ridiculous realism. My first thought of when he came into the real world is, oh my God, the pain of being burned like that. I'm surprised he got anything accomplished. You know what? I was actually going to say that uh, I know some burn victims actually, if their burn's bad enough, they actually lose feeling and their nerve endings are, are fucking shot. But he gets hit with that hammer. He gets exploded. Like, it does show him, like, feeling pain. Because when he gets in that hammer, he reacts. Um, but so, I, I want to say the biggest evidence in this movie to show that he was a child killer um, was 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 not, the fact they said he was a child killer. No, was the fact that he couldn't beat a little sixteen-year-old teenage girl, so he damn sure had to kill children. Uh, That's true. Uh, That's true. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I will say this though: what is consistent across the series, out of the three times he's been pulled out of dreams into the real world, is he still retains a higher level of strength and whatnot. How is that maintained in this movie? Strength-wise, 
Well, he most of those traps would have killed him if he was just a regular person. Yeah, dude. Can you uh, imagine getting hit in the chest by a sledgehammer? Uh, but in I, this one, in Freddy's like... Dead and in Freddy versus Jason, he still retains a lot of his strength and durability. Durability, I I get, but you know what he he didn't maintain his ability to kill. Yeah, that's why um, he usually loses when he's brought into the real world. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about Freddy vs. Jason. That movie sucks. Okay. Whoa! All right, now I hate both of you. Uh, I'm definitely. That movie sucked. That movie's fucking stupid. I'm with Kenna. Um, so. Oh my god. Uh, we have the. Can't just enjoy things that are fun. We, uh, we. Well, if I enjoy everything, then what? I, there's no good if there's no bad. Uh, That's true. You gotta have that dynamic. I can't have one without the other. Or the other doesn't exist. That's not true. Yes, it says the guy who said who didn't who admitted to not liking the stuff. It wasn't good. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay, so um, this comes from the person that does not give a fuck about the damn Universal monster movies. <laughs> Don't judge me. I grew up with Freddy and Jason, not fucking uh, Dracula and the Wolfman. Well, if you would uh, like to actually see what good movies look like. Uh, feel free to watch Creature from the Black Lagoon or The Black Cat or The Wolfman or Dracula or Frankenstein or The Pride of Frankenstein. I can go on, or you can continue watching shitty Freddy movies. I'll just. Well, I'm it. not going to say all Freddy, all Freddy movies are shitty because I enjoyed this one. And I definitely enjoyed the third one and the second one. But uh, I still stand on what I say. Freddy versus Jason just suck. Okay. Ugh. So they run upstairs to follow the uh, fire. Um, and that girl is on fire. Marge is burning, burning like a motherfucker, uh, yep. really fast because she gets turned into a charred black skeleton so fast. It's probably all the alcohol that she had in her. That's exactly what I was thinking, man. The moment that <laughs> fire hit that blood, it just whoop, it's like I gasoline. Will, I will say this, uh, uh. though. Okay, this scene actually does make me question whether we are still in a dream world or are we not because she just floats down into the bed. She just floats down there's lightning going on down there uh yeah i miss another part of the movie that's always when you go what and then and it's and, yeah right after that i mean when she when she defeats freddie oh no, no, no hold, i'm hold, talking hold. about when she defeats freddie oh go ahead here's the other thing and then her dad watches this happen and she goes it's okay dad go downstairs and he's like um Okay, and he just goes the fuck downstairs and leaves his daughter up there with a f- black floating char bone corpse that just just floated down into a bed. No, it's already gone by then. I know, way. but he saw that and was like, "Yeah, daughter, you can stay here." Yeah, I I completely agree with Jerry. All I'm the like, concern, all the concern he shows in this movie, and it's like constantly like, "Marge, you're a bad mother." What was she doing at school? She needs to be at home. Blah, blah. All the shit he does in this movie to show he's a concerned father and he just walks the fuck out like it's nothing. He's in shock. I completely agree with you, dude. Because I'd have been like, fuck you. You were taking your ass downstairs and getting ready to go see the damn shrink because I know you're going to need one. <laughs> yeah, but he also wouldn't listen to her about anything. Parents are stupid. They okay, just don't val- understand. Valid point. It does. It is consistent with the fact that he does not listen to her ever except wait no because he did listen to her because he was just like you're right i will go downstairs i take back what i just said jay fucking playing mind games on me right now (laughs) um okay uh the whole ending is very confusing 
Okay. Um, and, uh, nothing is what? what? I was going to say that where I was going with the, with with when she defeated Freddy, that whole turning her back on him and shit. In the real world, that wouldn't have done a fucking thing. I don't care. So yeah. and you're right. I've got. I think at one point either. Either the pulling him out of the dream wasn't successful or he went back into the dream world and she went with him. Um, the only the only problem with the whole ending is the sequels. <laughs> Part three specifically makes it very, very hard okay, I don't, to interpret the ending of the original. I don't want to get into to the sequels. Like I still I have... know, but it's related directly to this. Because three is almost a direct sequel to one. Nancy comes back. She tells people that uh, her mom was killed by Freddy. Like, it's very weird when you look at it in relation to the ending of part one. Yeah, but Wes Craven did that on purpose. He fucking did it because he hated part two so badly that with that when they came to him and asked him to write a screenplay for it, he said that uh, he was going to completely omit the second one. Okay. Well, that's fine, but I'm still talking about the relation between one and three. Yeah, and so I was, I was going back at what you were saying about it seeming like it was a direct sequel. Oh, okay. Okay, so uh, here's another thing that makes me think that, okay, so to me, if Freddy went back to the dream world, the part where she went back in the dream is when her and her dad show up downstairs to see the burning corpse of Freddy, and it's not there I think she like maybe passes out right then and that's why when she comes upstairs the fire's there and they didn't see it because now she's back in the dream world and the and the, here's the reason I believe this Freddy has the ability to turn things into spandex as you saw earlier when he pushes in the wall he then does it to the bed he turns the cotton into spandex and comes out of there mm. and slices it open which actually is a really cool looking effect uh, cuts it open comes out uh, does the aristocrat and she does the whole I don't believe in you because my dead boyfriend told me this story and now I'm going to say it to you and and that was foreshadowing because we don't do character development but foreshadowing like a motherfucker right and was there ever a point where you see like the camera go through a mirror or something like that? You know, anything to indicate that there was possibly a transformation between reality and the dream world? Because I don't remember that being there. So it, 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 as much as I love this movie, it just goes into where the whole ending doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, the ending is the ending is hard to to figure out. It, I'll have to try and do some research and report back. I, man, it's really hard to tell what is a dream, what is not a dream. The movie has the ending that is basically um, uh, okay. Let's get into the scene after this, where she opens the door, steps outside, and oh, it's real bright today. Uh, and we have her mom doing her best sleepaway camp mom impersonation, and. I think uh, she says, okay, she says. I think everything's going to be okay. No, she says, uh, uh, they say when you don't remember the night before, you hit rock bottom. Uh, I've met true alcoholics. Uh, Not remembering the night before is is child's play. Like, you hit rock bottom when when you don't remember the week before. Like... Let's get the fuck out out with that bullshit. But that line 
is very whole it sounds wholesome which fits in with the ending here where everything seems really wholesome again and it's hard to tell is it a reality is it not is is or did we just jump back to the beginning what is a dream what is reality we don't know um and nancy goes to get in the car and uh have y'all seen all four endings to this movie i I didn't I I didn't even know there was four endings. They okay. There's four endings, but wow. they're all four slight variations of the same fucking ending. Like one oh, okay. where it's okay. It's just no one dies. Everyone dies. Just Nancy's mom dies. Uh, and uh, fuck, I don't know what the other one. Basically, Wes Craven wanted the ending to be. They just drive away in the car and nothing happens. There's no shock. No one dies. No nothing. There's no them flipping out because the car closed. None of that. There's no Freddy. There's it's, it's over with. That's what Wes yeah, he Craven just, wanted. Yeah, he just wanted it to be a happy ending and 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 that's it. It's over because he never had any intention whatsoever and of the, there ever being a sequel. And the producer right. was like, "I fucking hate Nancy Grace. You're gonna kill this bitch." And her mom. And so they did like four variations of the ending. It's all kind of dumb. But um, is anyone going to point out how terrible the uh, pulling Marge through the window looked? I give it. I was just going to leave it alone. I give it a slight pass <laughs> just because that is actually a special effect that would be hard to do, unlike the cutting of Tina's chest. <sighs> so I give, I give this one more of a pass, but it still looks pretty terrible. You look pretty terrible. It I does. think the idea. I it think looks, the idea was pretty cool, though. The idea is cool. It does look super fake. I'll give you that. But I give it more of a pass because I just I'm like, well, that effect was actually probably way harder to do. Yeah. Is my reasoning between why I let one effect go and why I don't let the other one go at least okay for you? Yeah, it makes sense. So. And then uh, the roof comes down, which I thought was actually kind of cool that the roof was red and green. Uh, right. And then they drive away, and you're kind of left with, okay, was it all a dream? Is it not a dream? What like? And I guess at the end of this movie, they kind of don't want you to understand. Like this movie has a lot of rewatchability, just because you kind of want to. Okay, there's something I had to miss. Which, by the way, you didn't miss anything. They're purposely either being inconsistent to fuck with you to because they don't want you to know whether it's a dream it's not a dream where is it a dream where is it not a dream i think that has to be on purpose right like there's no way yes. it's just that inconsistent i well it makes sense that it's on purpose because that's that's the that's the terror of it uh in the other slasher movies it's a physical being attacking you in this one, it's somebody who gets you when you're asleep, which is something we all have to do. And you don't know. There's a you know, there's a lot of times in real life where you're having a dream and you don't know it's a dream until it's over. And so that's that's where a lot of it, like that's where the originality for the movie comes from. That's where the actual like feeling and relatability comes from is we all dream and we've all had bad dreams and we can relate to them feeling real. So to have a, a monster that takes that and turns it against you and being inside of your subconscious knows how to fuck with you is just terrifying. The idea of that is terrifying. 
And I also think, uh, I think in my opinion, the reason why this movie did so well is because, you know, taking that aspect of it, like Jay said, and putting it into, man, nobody had seen it or had really seen any shit like that at the time period. And I think that is the reason why nobody then picked it apart like we do now. Valid. Um, so I, I, okay. Now Freddie does end up becoming known for humor, but there is some dark humor in this. And, uh, for me, the dark humor in here, like I'm your boyfriend now, this is God cutting off his fingers and smiling, uh, super long stretch Armstrong, like, it actually comes off as more goofy to me. I'm sure in the 80s it probably came out as more scary. But to me it kind of plays off as really goofy. And I get why Freddy does it. He, I said earlier, the more scared they get before he kills them, the stronger he gets. But it just doesn't work for me. Freddy doesn't work for me. It's like, uh, the, it reminds me of a Stephen King book to movie adaptation. So close, but it never quite hits the mark. Either it's not what Stephen King wanted it to be, or it's it's just, like, it just doesn't work. Like, almost all the Stephen King, like, transfers either has to change something very major, like, uh, for instance, The Mist changing the ending, or what Kubrick did with The Shining, or it just kind of falls flat like uh, Salem's Lot while well, because it's it's just it doesn't transfer well to a movie because it's kind of fucking boring it's it's Stephen King uh, is a very long and drawn out writer he builds suspense over these really small things that when you transfer it to a movie it just doesn't work and that's how I feel with Freddy it just does not work for me I just don't I don't get it like y'all get it. I just don't. I, I tried. I watched this like three times trying to get it. And it just doesn't work. Freddy's not scary to me. He's not spooky to me. The this the whole movie just isn't good to me. And like the first time I watched it, I went in knowing, okay, I don't like this movie. But I, it's been a, quite a long time since I've watched it. Let me rewatch it with an open mind. And I didn't like it, and I was like, okay, maybe I still had those early negative effects. Watched it again, and I tried to look for things that I didn't like and try to justify them and think more about them. And it just, no matter what, it, this movie does not work for me. I, I, I guess I'm the oddball out because I know like 99% of people in horror love Freddy, love the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, love the series, even though. But also, I also think that a lot of that has to do with nostalgia. I really do. Because, like I said, back then, people, I, I, since nobody had ever seen anything like Freddy before, they they didn't pick apart pick it apart like we do now. But take into consideration, if this movie had not been made then and it came out now, would it have the same effect? I, I honestly don't believe that it would. And that's because people now are more, you know, we're, we're used to seeing shit like this all the time with the movies that come out now. And so with 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 generations now being desensitized to things like this, I think that it wouldn't have the effect. So with you, the reason why I think that it doesn't and and Jay may be different than I am. But the reason why I don't think it has the impact on you is because Freddie didn't have a a a, 
a stamping part of your childhood like he did on me. I was terrified of Freddy when I was a kid. And it, it took until I was like, you know, uh, pushing on my teenage years before I actually watched Freddy again and got into him as a horror icon because I was terrified of him as a kid. I couldn't even see other movies where people were burned because I was so terrified of Freddy. Uh, I don't know if I'm just like a sociopath, uh, but very little things actually scared me Except when misery. I was younger. Well, so misery was hard for me to watch because of the graphic depiction of violence. Not anymore, mind you. Um, but like Freddy didn't scare me. None of the slashers scared me. Uh, the only thing that kind of really creeped me out was the abyss. And that's because of how deep under the water they were. That was a damn good movie. Yeah, it is. So I, I, I did see uh, a nightmare on Elm street when I was, uh, 14, 15, so I was like in my teenage years uh, when I saw it, but I don't really remember having any reactions to it back then as compared to like now. So, uh, Kenneth, you might be right. There is no nostalgic factor for me, but I will say the idea behind Freddy is is like very original, very interesting. Like having a, a, a Incubus slasher is is really good and honestly i think it may okay uh, when i was reading on some of the, the stuff for this they had other people audition for the nancy role including uh demi moore wait not demi moore uh the, who's the chick uh that ashton kutcher was married to i'm blanking out on her name and that her, was demi moore it demi was demi moore, moore. Why was I thinking? Oh, Demi Lovato is who I was confused. Demi oh, Moore. God, she's hot. Uh, Demi Moore and Courtney Cox both auditioned, and they gave it to fucking Heather. Like, are you serious? Like, what the fuck? Are they too old? I don't know. Maybe they were, but like, I'm just like, Heather is not a good actress in this movie. I don't know if she got better later on. She is three. Not, she's a lot better in. She. Like, to be honest, the best actor in this movie is Rod's actually really good. Actually, Rod's good. Tina's good. Glenn's good. Uh, and, and the dad. Well, Glenn's Johnny Depp. So if Glenn wasn't good, we'd have some issues. Yeah, but it, like, but uh, even uh, Nancy's dad, the police chief or sheriff or whatever, he's good. It's But the problem is, is yeah, we see, have so much focus on Nancy place. and her mom that is just like their acting is constantly popping up to like pull me out of this movie. If they would have had better actresses for those two roles, I think I would have uh, enjoyed the movie more because I probably would have been sucked into it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying their acting was phenomenal because it obviously wasn't, but I just, I don't know. I think I, I I I don't think this movie would have been the same with anybody else. Shitty acting, shitty acting, or fantastic acting. Either way, with the people that were that were cast for this movie, I do not think this movie would have been what it is. You know, and 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 we're still going on difference of opinion because Jay obviously thought it thought it was one of the greatest things in the world. I'm in the middle, and you didn't like it as much, but. The point being is to be the icon that it is. I don't think it would have been that way with anybody else. I just don't. I I think you could have easily replaced Nancy. It's very hard. It's very hard 
for me, uh, especially if you like it, uh, to think of any actors doing any other roles, even if they were good, you know? Right. I mean, it's like, you know, if we were to, you know, look, uh, take another movie <laughs> that was actually in this movie. Take another movie. Take Evil Dead, man. Do you think Evil Dead would have been what it was without Bruce Campbell? Well, here, the no, original. No, 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 not, no. We're, not, we're not even going to go with the second one. Okay, Let's hold on. Let's just go with the first one. I got to stop you there. We're, that, would be, that would be if I said, let's replace Robert England. I'm not saying replace the good actor. I'm saying replace the fucking bad one. I know, I just, but I'm saying even if you take other movies, reg- uh, like it's just hard if you appreciate if you like a movie, like think of a, think of a movie that is universally regarded as bad for you, and try and think about replacing the actors. It it's just hard. It's hard no matter what. If you've seen a movie so many times with the same people, regardless of your knowledge of anything it's just you know it's it's hard to imagine other people in those roles well fucking uh, I got brainwash a qu- I got a me so i you. never remember this movie again and, and and digitally replace nancy with a better actress and her mom with a better actress then let me watch it again because i love the idea of freddie watch the remake i i, I love <laughs> i love the idea of this movie i want to like this movie but I can't. There's too much shit wrong with this movie. And there's a lot of that maybe I would have been able to forgive because maybe I wouldn't have noticed it if I wasn't constantly knocked out of this movie by shitty acting. Well, I got a question for you. And, and, and I know it's going to be extremely difficult because it was such a fucking great movie. But uh, is, there, is, is, is there any at any point in time in Jaws where you think anybody that was in it had shitty acting? And I'm not talking about the main characters because all the main characters did great. Um, well, a lot of the, ca- the side cast in that movie were actually locals. And, and you can tell, like, uh, when they're driving, when all the boats are going out and uh, wait till you get the... And, and the, the guy who was actually the inspiration for Ben Gardner... Uh, is talking about that. Wait till you get them out to their rocks. They'll be on the land so much. The words, blah, blah, blah. Like, his accent kind of saves him, but you can tell he's not really an actor. Or when the fat guy goes, Oh, what? About the yeah, exactly. tiger shark. Like, yeah, yeah, but, but, but here's the thing those are little things. We're talking about your main fucking character. Well, your main co character. But, but the, point that, the point that I'm trying to make is. Even with it being little, little small, or whatever, to me, I don't think that Jaws. I, if you took the dude that goes, uh, the 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 last one that you just said, a what? If you took that out of there, dude, it wouldn't be as cool. I think the I can, problem I cannot, is, is you're cannot, trying to get me to compare a a small character who's a one liner compared to the main fucking person in this movie. Like no, I'm not trying to get you to compare actors. I'm trying to no, get, no. I don't mean get compare you. actors, but compare. You're asking me to compare. Like if I took this one character out and replaced it with another character, and it was in the that line was given better. Like it, you're trying to get me to say that that would change the movie, but there's a no, 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 no. I'm not trying to get you to ch- see if it would change the movie. Your feeling of it. Because of how much you love Jaws, just like how much we love Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm trying to describe to you and explain to you why 
it's it, it's hard for us to imagine a different actor. No, I get why it's hard. For, no, I completely get why it's hard for y'all to imagine. Oh, okay. A, a, right. Another character that like fuck. You grew up with this movie. Like you know this movie backwards and forth. Even for a terrible actress, it adds part of the fucking nostalgic charm for you for this movie. And that's probably one of the reasons why Jay is so forgiving of this movie because it it's like. He's seeing it rose-tinted glasses. Like, so if someone came on here and started talking shit about Jaws, I wouldn't have even been anywhere near as calm as Jay. I would have been fucking <laughs> calling for their fucking heads on pikes. I would not have been standing for this bullshit. Jaws is the fucking uh, Citizen Kane of horror movies. How dare you come in here and start talking shit about the fucking Orson Welles of fucking uh, uh, sea animals. Like, I don't play that shit. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, and, and see, it would have been the same thing for me if somebody had got on here talking about The Exorcist. Yeah. But you know, I, if we ever if we do it, ever do an Exorcist, man, I guarantee you there shouldn't be any, even any negative things I'm gonna, said about it because I will be cussing. I'm going to devil screaming. devil's advocate that movie so hard. Um, oh, and I'm going to do it. I swear, <laughs> but man, you're going to get into it. I just, oh, man, like, I'll be the one sitting back at that point. But, Kenneth, when, when you <laughs> Kenneth, when you bring up the bring up a small character like that from Jaws to try to like get me to see it from your point of view, I see your point of view, but that's a terrible like way to show me. Like you, you yeah, but see, least... that, I wasn't the only reason why I was doing that is I wasn't doing it to compare actors. I wasn't doing it to change movie anything like that. The only thing I was trying to describe is your feeling towards it because of how much you love it. That's it. That's the only thing. And see, to me, when it comes to a movie that I love so much, even if it was a little small part or something, that is still a key part to the movie. Just like, you know, I don't love Jaws as much as I love The Exorcist, but that one dude, if you took him out out of Jaws, that would fucking fuck it up for me. Because if somebody were to re-edit it right now and I watched it and they just took that one guy out of there for that one one-liner, it would irritate me and I'd be like, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, you know, like George Lucas and Star Wars. Yeah, and I get that. It's just like, I don't, I just, I personally wish that I could see a, a version of this movie where it just, the even if it was just Nancy that was replaced, you can fucking leave her mom. I can deal with her mom. I can't deal with Nancy's bad acting and it it just it takes and kenneth you're like i am we really get into movies we really get involved in so much so that even with terrible movies like uh for instance um vhs (laughs) (laughs) well no no like with vhs i really did not like vhs but because i get so invested in the movie and nothing that movie really takes me out of the movie I started getting anxiety issues watching that movie um, or like movies I love like Sinister. I started getting really bad anxiety so much so that in both those movies, I had to pause the movie and give myself a break because I was about to have an anxiety attack because I feel for these characters. I get really, really into it. And in Nightmare, I can't. She's it, you, when your main actress is that bad of a fucking actress it just constantly takes me out of the movie. I, every time I try to get into it, there she is to remind me she's fucking fake acting. And well, the second time around, we got Rooney Mara. That's true. This and this movie also needed more nudity. 
Like, but, but, and, I, agree, I definitely and agree. Not that. just girls. Like, can we get some Johnny Depp penis finally? I mean, the world wants it. The world needs it. I'm sure we've seen his penis. I, I haven't watched every single one of his movies, but I'm sure there's his penis in one of them. I think I would have known if I would have seen his penis. <laughs> have you watched Google his entire library? Yeah, Google <laughs> Johnny Depp's penis. Oh, Let's well, it turns here. out in, in Benny and June, he actually had a penis slip. Um, I fucking love Benny and June. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, so, like, I don't know. like Johnny for Depp <laughs> penis. We're really Googling this, aren't we? I am. I am. Uh, the first result is Johnny Depp penis size. Ooh. I'll just go straight into Google Images. <laughs> so we can see all the fan edits. All that yeah, fan right? Photoshop. Well, the, the, whichever one this one is right here, it, it looks pretty goddamn good yeah. for a fan edit. Is that, uh, that penis? One, I couldn't tell. <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference. Like normally, you can see where the head's added on or some shit like that. I couldn't. Tell. I, don't, I, I don't. There's a bunch of pictures of his ass. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to see it because, like, it's like when I when Brad Pitt's dick pic lo- leaked, and I looked at that, and I was kind of disappointed because, like. This this show got really homosexual real quick. Are we doing Nightmare on Elm Street one or two? <laughs> um, but like, if you're if you're a grower and not a shower, you're going to look disappointing. It's like me every day in my father's eyes. Like it's just a disappointment. <laughs> like you know what's funny about this? I'm sitting here and I'm scrolling through Google Images trying to find a legit picture of Johnny Depp's dick, and then all of a sudden there's a picture of Johnny Knoxville's dick. Yeah, of course there's Johnny Knoxville's dick. That's not the same. God, that's the wrong Johnny. I've given up. Yeah, I'm giving up too because they don't look like there's any legit ones. I only want to see Johnny Depp's Johnny. (laughs) So, okay, okay, back on topic here. So, yeah, so I know a lot of of our listeners throughout this video have uh, probably threatened to quit listening, are writing me death threats right now. I understand that. I don't think I'm not. I, I respect this movie. I don't get it. I don't like it. I've never even really got why he was a horror icon because I, I never watch the other 10. Be, oh, <laughs> fuck that. I've, I've seen all of them. I've over the years. I have watched every Freddy movie. I just don't really remember much of, except the heroin needles into the arm. I remember that one. That was a good one. That's part um, three. So, I know a lot of you want to kill me right now, and I'm sorry. I, I really am. I tried. I just don't get this movie. I don't think I, – I respect it. I respect for what it does. Like I said, I love the idea. I love the premise. I love what Freddy could be, but it's ruined by that. But on the bright in, – in, on the bright side, we'll always have Last House on the Left – Will always and the funny thing, the, the, and and that's the funny thing. That's one of those things that I've always thought was great is the fact that you take Last House on the left, and the two guys that have made the two biggest slasher icons, the two of the biggest slasher icons, both worked on that movie. They worked on one of the greatest American exploitation films ever made. I like, but like, because to me it goes down to uh, for the best American ones. Uh, I spit on your grave. Versus Last House on the Left. And to be honest, I'm probably going to give it to a Last House on the Left. Uh, yeah, well, I would too. The, well, I, if I can get a, a fan edit where they take out the bumbling cops, that would be that would be nice. I don't know, because both of those movies equally get to my guts. 
and that's how I judge a movie like that. If it gets underneath my skin and makes my guts feel funny when I'm watching it, that that's to me that's a damn good movie. And 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 both of those equally get that way for me. Oh yeah, they're definitely disturbing. That is yeah. for, for sure. You know, and that's the reason why I own them both. Because I mean, it's like that when you watch a movie like like I said, I mean, it's it's just one of those that's extremely visceral. And 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 so yeah, yeah. So. I I I just want to apologize to everyone. I'm sorry for being so hard on this movie. I yeah, that's re- all right. I, I hated I, the Universal Monster movies. Remember? You've never seen so them. That's I know, but I remember. I'm just like not interested in them, and that's much worse than not liking Nightmare on Elm Street. That is. Well, that I'm is pretty much sure. Worse. I'm- I'm pretty sure when y'all chose to do Nightmare on Elm Street, Jerry didn't really want to watch it. But you know, even though he'd seen it before, but he really didn't want to watch it. But he still did. So I think that you should. Uh, oh, I know. I, I will watch the them time. eventually at one point. Yeah, that's my fault. I'm, <laughs> I'm supposed to like giving him like three or four of these movies, and I just keep not doing it because I'm well, a piece of shit. To be fair, I, I could have just picked up the black the creature from the Black Lagoon Blu-ray for five dollars. But oh, you should have Creature from the I'm Black Lagoon is so good. We're okay. So, all right, Jay, final thoughts on this movie. Oh, uh, it's amazing. It's so great. There's some flaws, but I, like I said, I, it's, you know, it's what I grew up with. I fucking love it so much. I love Freddy as a whole. I love the special effects. I just love this movie. I'd marry this movie if it was a person. All righty then. Uh, can I? <laughs> Uh, your final thoughts. I mean, this movie's definitely got some nostalgia for me, but this time going in, I tried my best to not base everything that I said in this podcast on my nostalgia, which I think I did fairly well. I based everything on nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, and I, and see, I did not, I I did not want to do that. So, with that being said, I agree. This movie definitely had some flaws. I still enjoy watching it. Um, I definitely respect what it did for the slasher genre and what it has done for the the horror genre in general. So, you know, I, 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 overall, I think it was I, I think it was a really really good movie. Um, you know, I, I'll, I will be honest and say that it's not one of those that I watch you know <laughs> once a month or something like that. I don't. Um, I, I don't I, even I, think I have a movie that I watch once a month. I do. I have movies that I watch once a month. I think I think out of the entire series, I'd probably watch New Nightmare more than I watch this one. Yeah, New Nightmare was way super creepy. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was a it, it was a great movie, and 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 I've definitely give it its credit where it's due. Fair enough. Well, I guess that's it for us. Uh, thank oh, you. For- whoa, 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 whoa! What, what are your final thoughts? Oh. <laughs> My final thoughts. Um, yeah. Why did I spend twenty five dollars on the Blu ray box set? Why? Because it's amazing. Why did I watch this movie three times in the past like fucking week and a half? Uh, because why? Amazing. You just had to no, saying uh, it's terrible. So nobody knew that you loved it. Uh, I love it, and I only watched it once. Jay called. So. Jay Jay's called me out. I uh, I I love this movie, and I'm just too embarrassed to say it. So I hide behind hate negativity. Uh, to to hide uh my, my insecurities because I'm worried people are gonna be like, oh of course he likes Nightmare on Elm Street all horror fans like Nightmare on Elm Street fucking loser hipster jumping on the bandwagon 
Right. No, uh, the movie is just not good to me. The acting is really subpar. This movie, for for being held as one of the high-end horror movies, like, the premise is good. The idea is great. The execution, not so much for me. Um, and I understand why it's held so high. I do get that. It's just, it doesn't work for me. There's, there, there's just too much wrong with it. And, and I 100% think if they would have had a different actress playing Nancy who actually knew how to act and breathe through her fucking nose, we would actually, I would actually enjoy this movie. I 100% blame her. I blame Heather. I'm sorry, Heather. I blame you. Um, aww. Aww. But I, th- I think Heather. I think the reason why you bought the box set is for two reasons. One, because every horror fan should have them regardless of whether they love them or, or whatever. And then I think second, you still enjoy the movie being at least background noise, if not anything else, while you're doing other shit. I think I, w- I would honestly rather watch the documentary about the whole series than watch any of the movies. But th- I'm also... Yeah, I'm I really also, enjoy that. I'm a history guy. I love knowing about, like, production and behind the scenes and history of it a lot of times more than I enjoy the extra stuff. It's like with retro gaming... I much prefer like the history of everything and all of that and all the culture more than actually playing the games. And I and I, I bought the DVD, I bought the Blu-ray set because it was twenty five dollars for fucking what is it nine movies, eight movies, ten movies? It's a lot of movies. A lot of movies, and that was just good value. And I knew at one point we were gonna tackle the series. And I was like, I might as well get this now. And I did. And that's that's what it, So my final thoughts is uh, someone go back and fan edit this and digitally replace uh, Jesus, Heather. with a lot of fucking work. <laughs> that would be a lot of work. That That's it. No, I, I don't have anything else to say about the series. Okay, so we normally do prequel or sequel. But because there's like eight of these movies, I don't think we need to do a sequel. But I'm just curious if either of you, because I would, would be would want to see a prequel with human Freddy, like murdering children, getting arrested, getting no. There's fan movies. There's not a real movie. No. Yes, it is. The very first episode of Freddy's Nightmares is that. Kenneth has, and it's the only. It is the only episode in the entire series that is worth a shit. Yeah. But is it? Is it like the whole thing, or is it just like? It's him going to court. And being tried, and them talking about where they fucked up the whole night. Oh yeah, let's can can we jump on that real quick? Fucking, I've got uh, someone didn't sign a fucking search warrant. Get the fuck out of here. It, the shit like that happens, dude. I got out of a damn I got out of a damn uh, speeding ticket one time because of that very thing. In the no, fucking... she said someone didn't sign the search warrant in the right place. Yeah, it's, right. and it's like, okay, there is a extended ver. Originally, in that scene where she's telling Nancy the history of this, apparently she went on to say like there was something like twenty murder, twenty children murdered in this one fucking neighborhood. What? I'm glad they cut that because if they would have said that, I'd be like, either he's real good. And I mean, if you if you do if you love doing something, you're gonna be really good at it. But goddamn, that's a fucking lot. Like after five, I'm like, guys, grab the torches. Twenty? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, and it is interesting. Uh, in in the original script, he was actually a child molester, but they changed it because of a rash of uh, 
child molestations that happened in California around the time that they started filming. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. They made him a child molester in the remake. Well, yeah, because at that point, I mean, child molestation nowadays happens all the time. I mean, it happened all the time then, but now with the way media travels so fast and like Kenneth said earlier, us being so desensitized, it's not as much of a, a, a big thing. They thought it was, they were worried that people were going to think they were trying to capitalize on it. Right, and, and now nobody worries about that. Yeah, and now everyone... That's why we got four 9-11 movies like three months after it happened. Yeah, and not another Halloween movie with Buster Rhymes. Fucking terrible. Yeah, but I just see, and, and to me, I mean, we've talked about this before. That's the reason why I thought the remake was so great is because they really fucking died. They really dove into that, the whole child molester thing in the remake. And I, that's what that's what, to me made it a great movie is because of i'm sorry i don't care what anybody says there can be people out there that listen to this and think i'm I'm the worst piece of shit in the world i thought the remake was great i enjoyed the remake too my my biggest you know one thing i will say about fred he was an equal opportunist whether child molester or child killer boy girl doesn't matter you're all his children that's true that's true but I thought it was great. I love the way they the way they did it, the how they how they went further into it. I mean, it's like for the same reasons why we like the remake of Halloween. They dove deeper into the story of the killer. Yeah, I agree. So, I think that wraps it up for us. I think if you, yeah. I think you've got the point by by now. So yeah, that we all love this movie, and there's no opposing opinions. Oh, sorry. I was I, I got I got I got I got pulled out from this uh, by your horrible acting. Oh, oh. Okay. okay so. Oh, I just won an Oscar right now, like immediately. So you lose. Jay is actually going to be playing uh, the uh, the. Uh, That's fucked up. It took Leonardo DiCaprio thirty <laughs> years, and it took you five seconds. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jay. Well, Jay's Jay's about to because of this Oscar. He's actually going to be playing uh, Jason Statham in Jason Statham's biopic coming up. <laughs> okay. Oh, and some Rob. Okay. I so... thought he was going to be in the Revenant too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Bears revenge. Grizzly. <laughs> Super grizzly. Zombie bear. Okay. Zombie bear. Thank you. No, the cubs come back and they kill him. Okay, okay. We got to get sorry, out of here. I, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> the cubs you. come back and they travel all the way to the bombs. <laughs> this is not a Back to the Future movie meets fucking Jaws of Revenge, okay? <laughs> Look, thank you for listening, for joining us, for commenting on our Facebook at facebook.com slash killcast13. That's one three. Not, don't spell it out. We don't have time for all that. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean at killthecast.podbean.com. Thank you for joining us. We had a blast. We hope you had a blast. We hope you all agree with me and not Jay. And that we will see you next time here on Kill the Cast.